0: The text for our consideration this morning is Romans 7, verses 22 through 24. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members, members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. One of the most famous lines from T.S. Eliot's poem, The Wasteland, or at least the lines I have heard the most often and always at this time of year, are the following: is the following, April is the cruelest month. You may ask yourself, why is April the cruelest month? Here in Eau Claire, at least, weather-wise, January and February are certainly no picnic. Why is April so cruel? In this section of The Wasteland, Elliot seems to be getting at that strange combination that the month of April delivers. April provides us with a sense of awakening, hope, the beginning of new life. But it just as quickly returns us to the darkness and coldness of winter. One day you may be cutting your grass. The next day you may be shoveling your driveway. As far as the weather in April and the progress towards summer, it seems like you take one step forward and two steps back. This image of April strikes me as Illuminating for considering life on earth for us Christians who struggle day to day with pain and worry and temptation and who also continue to keep committing all sorts of sin. Though the natural cycle of the seasons promises us that summer will eventually come, we have the more sure promise of the Word of God that our weakness, our pain, and our sin won't continue forever. Instead, Christ's death and resurrection promises us a perfect, joyful, eternal life. Therefore, when we see what wretched sinners we are, we can also see through faith that, thankfully, Christ alone has delivered us from our sins. One of the frustrating aspects of a Christian's life is the constant struggle between our old man our sinful flesh that we are born with, and our new man, that life created by faith. The new man delights in serving God, but the old man wages war against it, tempting us, trying to bring us back into the captivity of sin. As Paul sums it up a few verses before our text, for the good that I will to do, I do not do, but the evil that I will not to do, that I practice." While we have that sure hope of eternal life, our day-to-day life is anything but holy. As we go through our day, it's easy to recognize very quickly how we fail to keep God's law. We could be having a normal conversation with our friends and suddenly we go along with the rest of them and say bad or mean or false things about somebody else instead of defending them. Instead of listening in church or in chapel or in religion class, we daydream. We spend mindless hours on our phone or watching TV instead of taking time with the Lord in devotion or prayer or Bible study. Or just recall how often throughout the day we have angry, hateful thoughts towards others, covet what other people have, or think about or say impure things. Indeed, when we look through our day, what we have done and what we haven't done, it can be downright depressing. The warm sunshine of our faith seems to be crushed by the cold, dead grasp of our sins. The guilt of our sins may even lead some to suffer doubts about their faith. With all my sins, can I really be a believer? To find that answer, we, of course, turn to the Word of God, which assures us that we are justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. It is indeed the fulfilled promises of the Word of God that renew our faith and hope that bring the warmth of the Holy Spirit to our dead and cold hearts. What does this Word of God tell us? It assures us that our salvation is not dependent, thankfully, at all on our good works. If we look at to our own good works to save ourselves, we see how we fail miserably as we read in Romans, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What our weakness shows though, is Christ's perfection and his love for us. Christ fulfilled the law for us and we were not redeemed with corruptible things, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish or spot. We are sinful and wretched, lost and condemned creatures, but in spite of that, we are forgiven by God. Indeed, that God forgives such undeserving and sinful creatures demonstrates his grace and his love. Also, because of Christ's resurrection, we are declared righteous, We are justified in the sight of God. As Paul writes shortly after our text, There is therefore now no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus. Christ's righteousness covers up all our sins, all our sins, and all their ugliness. We do know that children of God serve him with good works, but these are works produced by faith. Good works, which we read in Ephesians, which God has before ordained, that we should walk in them. Our salvation is no way dependent on good works. Rather, those fruits of faith are a result of saving faith, produced in us by the Holy Spirit. In some ways, April can be the cruelest month. We have the hope of spring, but are pulled back into the cold reality of winter. Similarly, as Christians, we struggle with the sinful flesh within us, wanting to be children of God, but seeming to fail every minute. But April often coincides with our celebration of Easter, and in that sense can be seen as a most joyous month. Knowing that Christ is risen from the dead, let us be comforted and comfort others with the promise of forgiveness of sins and life everlasting. Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who has delivered us from sin and death. We'll close with the singing of hymn 389, verses 1, 3, and 4. 389, 1, 3, and 4.